Hey guys, welcome to the number 132 ever episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn. Today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I did, uh, I'm pretty sure I let you guys know uh, about how I am using my other computer uh, because there is something going on with uh, my first computer. So again, sorry if the audio quality is worse. It's just going to have to roll with it for now, right? But in today's episode, we are going to be recapping the Wizards vs. Rockets game. I mean, Rocket, Wizards vs. Raptors game. And previewing the Wizards vs. Celtics game. Hope you guys do enjoy this episode. If you do, subscribe, follow, share, review. We'll be getting a lot of views recently. We're up to 2,583. I really, really do appreciate it. And over on Cool Sports Network, it's not much, but we're at 14 views so far. I'll take that so far with how long it's been out. So if you haven't listened to that podcast yet, we've been talking a lot of football recently. Please check that out. I would highly appreciate it. But Let's get into it. There's a lot to talk about, and it starts with this recap. And uh, luckily, uh, the Wizards, again, in this game, didn't have their coach. Luckily, Wes Unser Jr. is off of protocol, and he will be back today you know, for the Wizards-Celtics game. But I don't think the Wizards played terrible, right? Suddenly, it wasn't expected. They're missing Kyle Kuzma. And I think they still found a way to really play good basketball. And I think that is... That's very important, and you got to look at more than the win or the loss. Yes, the Wizards lost by four, but I think they made steps, and they were right. The entire game, they're trying to figure out this lineup, right? What lineup works? Because you have new players coming in, and there's about some trade rumors. What lineup works right now? And Joseph Blair found a lineup of Spencer Dinwiddie, Bradley Beal, Contavious Caldwell Pope. Denny Avdia, I believe it was Montres Harrell in there. And that lineup, yeah, it was Montres Harrell. And that lineup was really, really working. And I think if you're the Wizards, you got to continue to stick with that lineup. Now, I think there could be some trade rumors as for Bradley Beal. Um, I think there's some for uh, for Thomas Bryant. And we're going to get into those trade rumors. We're going to have a couple episodes coming up, just specifically about trades. But... I think in general, the Wizards, their three-point shooting wasn't that bad, even though they're missing one of their most efficient three-point shooters, especially down the stretch in Kyle Kuzma. So you can't be mad at that. I think the Raptors played a good basketball game. And sometimes you play a good game and you just, you know, you can't get control of the other team. Players. However, the Wizards were getting these uh, times that they were getting the stops with this lineup, that, that lineup of uh, Dinwiddie, Beal, Ofdi at KCP and Montrose Harrell. They were getting stopped. They weren't scoring as much, though. And I think that's something the Wizards got to continue to do more. They got to really learn how to be more consistent scoring the ball. And that's the one thing. And I was listening to Bradley Beal on the Woj pod, pod, and he was talking about how the main thing with the Wizards is their inconsistency and how they can't stay consistent and how they need to try out all these different lineups and it's probably hurting their wins. And I think it's not just a trying out lineups because we're getting the new players again. There are some trade rumors. I can understand Beal's frustration there because he wants to win, right? And I think so does everybody on this team. But I think at the same time, you got to look at the overall future of this team. And I think the overall future of this team, no matter what, no matter who's on the team, is staying consistent. Because this has now been the Wizards' entire season. They've been inconsistent. Literally, how many games they played? 46? Yeah, they're 23 and 23. They played 46 games. Every single one of them, I could probably, if I went back and watched every single one of them, I could point out at least five moments a game where they were inconsistent. 
it, it's insane. They, they got to stay more consistent. They got to be able to say, okay, this is what we're going to do, and then stay consistent doing that. And that's the main problem with this Wizards team. However, really, a lot of guys stepping up. Bradley Beal had a great stretch 25 points, uh, eight assists, five rebounds. And I do think there's a possibility he will get traded because he kind of wasn't really using his full energy. But now, after that game, I'm realizing he might not want to get traded. Like, I think he still might want to be in Washington with the heart that he was showing to the team. Spencer Dinwiddie, another great game. 17 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists, 1 steal, plus 8. At first, I was worried uh, when Dinwiddie was coming back. And even before he went on uh, on health and safety protocol, Ross was like, is this guy really worth $20 million a year? And do you free up his cap if you have to? Because he wasn't playing that great basketball. Spencer Dimity right now is back to playing the great basketball. I wanted to see from him when I was so happy when they signed him in the offseason. If you guys haven't seen that episode, that was a long time ago at this point. One of the first ever episodes of, of Wiz Talk. I say one of the first, the first like 30, 40 episodes. And so, you know, I, this that's the kind of this is the kind of production. I want to see from Spencer Dimity. He doesn't have to put up the most assists on the court. He doesn't have to put up the most points. But I wanted him to probably be the most consistent. And at first, he was being the most inconsistent. But now he's staying more consistent. Denny Omdia really has to make a three-pointer when you attempt five and you shoot 20%. It's not really how you want to roll. However, the assist factor, six assists. I know he had a couple of those passes. Technically, it was one to Dallas Bertans and one to Bradley Beal. And he continues to really develop his playmaking game, which I like. Nine points is fine. Defense is okay. Just really that three-point shooting, it's really a liability for him right now. But if he can continue to improve in that category, the Raiders should be fine. Another double-digit game from Ruby Hachimura and Montrose Harrell. With Ruby Hachimura, this is the kind of uh, things I wanted to see from him, right? He doesn't go into the starting lineup this game, but... Off the bench, putting up 11 points. His, yes, his efficiency can get better, but it wasn't terrible. I mean, yes, plus, again, plus minus kind of good. He still can improve, but I think 11 points off the bench from Ruby Hachimura is fine. And I think eventually he'll find his way into a starting rule one way or another. But even if he's on the bench, uh, anything from like 10 to 15 points from Hachimura with good efficiency off the bench, I think is what we, I say we, I think it's what the Wizards really need right now. Uh, you know, to succeed. And I, I think also Corey Kispert, even though he shot really inefficient from three, which is not what I want to see from the guy that's supposed to come up and really shoot well from three. Uh, not not only what I want to see, but I think he continues to take steps into becoming a better basketball player. And then just last but not least, I mean, when you look at this Raptors team, they're a good basketball team. Uh, Van Vliet, 12 assists, 21 points. Siakam, also 21 points. Scotty Barnes will lead the way, 27 points. Everyone was saying, how do you draft, me included, how do you draft Scotty Barnes over Jalen Suggs? Well, that's why. Because when you're continuing to put up stuff like that, it makes sense. Why are you run into that? You know? But uh, real quick, we got to react to the fantasy points. Tell me what you guys thought of that game because I feel like I have a lot of emotions for that game and it's really hard to get out. I think, right, I did, in general, they didn't play too terrible, but they also had some bad stretches. I just think in general, I, I always like to pick apart the games and say, did I see signs of what I wanted to see for the Wizards? And especially without Kyle Kuzma, I saw signs from what I wanted to see from the Washington Wizards. Right? But, again, we got to react to the fantasy points. I had Spencer Dumini getting 50 to 55 fantasy points. He got 47, not too bad. I had Fred Van Vliet getting 40 to 45 fantasy points. He got 59, mainly due to those 12 assists. When you can put up over 20 points and double-digit assists, that's going to earn you a lot of fantasy points right there. I had Pascal Siakam getting 40 to 45 fantasy points. He got 36. And I had Thomas Bryant getting 35 to 40 fantasy points. He got 8. So I think that 
those are, you know, those are the players that are predicted. In general, below average, Dewanier wasn't far off. Siakam wasn't far off. But Van Vliet and Bryant were a good general average, below average, uh, you know, around that range for my predictions. My predictions this season, I'm 22 and 24. Ugh. I wanted to be like 50 and 32 at the halfway point, I mean, even when I had 20 losses. So, so far, I haven't been good predicting since the second half of the season. But we'll see if I can get a right prediction here when the Wizards take on the Celtics this afternoon. You guys are going to see my prediction soon. But, of course, you know what we do around here. I mean, if you guys really listen to this podcast, I think we should make a line. We start off with the injuries when we preview the games. The Wizards, no injuries. Wes Unsel Jr. is back. Not sure if Pat Delaney is back. But Wes Unsel Jr. is back from health and safety protocol, which would be really important, the fact that they got their coach. For the Celtics, P.J. Dozier's out there. Chelsea traded for Bo Bo after his trade, I'm pretty sure, to the Pistons. Oh, he was blocked off. He's out still. Aaron Neesmith, he's probable, and Marcus Smart is probable. So those guys, it looks like, will play, but they are still suffering injuries. So and I know about Marcus Smart, too. He has, and I don't think he'll play the same because I know Marcus Smart's production. I really have him on my fantasy team. I follow him a lot. You know, I just don't think he's going to put up the same production. But I do think both of those guys, since they are going to play, they're still really important players, but they might not put up the same production that most people see, that we usually see from them. Moving on to the probable starters. For the Wizards, Spencer Dimity, Bradley Bioka, Davies, Cotto Pope, Kyle Kuzma, and Daniel Gafford are probably their probable starters. And for the Celtics, Dennis Schroeder, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, and Robert Williams will probably be the five for the Celtics. Daniel Gafford, yes, he is still starting. But I do think he is not going to play a lot. And I, I, I know it might have, maybe it was a Joseph Blair thing or a Pat Delaney thing, but recently Daniel Gafford hasn't been playing a lot of minutes. And I think it's to showcase Thomas Bryant so he can get hot and then they can trade him for a pretty good deal at the deadline. Because there's no reason for the Wizards to have three centers. It really takes them too much. And what we're realizing is that the Wizards have too much depth. Right, yes, it's good to have depth. The Wizards might have too much depth. So I think they're trying to, they know that they're not going to win a championship this year, most likely. I mean, you never know. I mean, if you get in, you get in, you never know. But they're probably not going to win a championship this year. So they know that, you know, showcase some of these players, try to get some good deals, or try to continue and improve the team. Moving on to my prediction. Wizards, I have 121 points. Celtics, 119, and two-point win for the Wizards, starting with my Coburn's catch. I think the Wizards will win this game because of their depth. Boston added Bobo, like I said, to try to get more big man depth, but he is injured currently, and the Celtics can only rely on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They can only rely really on two players on the basketball court. And the Wizards can really rely on Kuzma, who's coming back. Beal. Right, they can rely on Dimwitty. They can rely on KCP a lot of times. They can rely on Montrezl Harrell. I don't think the Celtics really have that. Also, the Wizards' biggest weakness this season is their defense guarding the three-point shot. The Celtics shoot 33.7% from downtown and don't have a go-to score from three at the end of game. That's really important. Yes, the Wizards don't shoot efficient from three either, but they're usually allowing a lot of three-point shots, and with the Celtics' three-point shooting, that's probably not going to happen. So their biggest weakness on their entire team, besides their inconsistency, is you know guarding the three-point shot. And the fact that the Celtics won't hit a lot of three-pointers is very important. However, the Wizards have, like, you know, the Wizards do have that clutch three-point shooter at the end, right? They got Kyle Kuzma. In another tight Wizards-Celtics game, these games are always tight. They're always the most fun to watch. I have the Wizards pulling it out. I know we do have to hurry up because I know this is becoming a, a bit of a longer episode. Moving on to spread time. It's Wizards plus one and a half, Celtics minus one and a half, over under 216. I would pick the Wizards, obviously. I have them winning by two, and I would pick the over. Wizards-Celtics games are always high scoring. I have 240 points in my game. Just, again, always high scoring. 
And for my spread, I would have Wizards minus two, Celtics plus two, over under 230 and a half. I would pick the over, and I would pick no one. I have the Wizards winning by two. Honestly, two and a half, then I would pick the Celtics, but I don't think the Celtics should be favored. Celtics, yes, they're probably the more talented team, but they haven't been able to rely on as many guys this season, and they just haven't been the same team. That they usually are, excuse me. Moving on to fantasy outlook, I have Bradley Beal getting 50 to 55 fantasy points. I have Jason Tatum getting 50 to 55 fantasy points. I have Jayla Brown getting 45 to 50 fantasy points. And I have Kyle Kuzma getting 40 to 45 fantasy points. Those will be like the four key players. And I think Dinwiddie will also make a factor, but those will really be like the four and then Dinwiddie, five key players that will really make a big difference in this game. And it makes sense, right? Maybe Montrose Harrell, but I think in general, Dinwiddie, Kuzma, Beal, Tatum, and Brown will really be the five players that will be talked about at the end of this game. What punctuation do you put on that percentage? I'm going to give it a question mark. And yes, I don't have a big difference, and I'll just I'll explain that in a second. I think 50.6% chance in favor of the Celtics to win is underestimating the Wizards. They hung around against the Raptors without their best closing scorer slash shooter. More like shooter. Beal's probably their best closing scorer, but without one of their best players, they're one of their best players on the team, right? But all of a sudden, they're going to lose to an inconsistent below 500 team. So that's why they shouldn't. That's why they should have a less percentage. No way. The Wizards should have a 52% chance of winning. Celtics 48, and I think they are going to win over Boston. And I think putting them as underdogs is really underestimating what the Wizards can do. So I do have uh, a question mark here. And you guys are probably like, Chase, you have like a three percent difference, so that you said question mark is five or more. But when you have to give it a question mark. If literally one team is favored and you go to the other team, like I think that's got to be a rule. Like if you go to the other team, you're clearly disagreeing with the Celtics having a chance. You know what I'm trying to say? Hopefully you do. But I know it's not like the five percent or big percentage difference. But it's still one team winning and one team not. Last but not least, who you got? I think Rodney B will be the best player on the court today. He seems to always play well going against the Celtics. Beal's averaged 33 point, around 33 points, seven rebounds, and four assists with good percentages and 1.5 steals and one block in his last six games against the Celtics. Really amazing stats. Beal's success will continue, and he will be the who ya got player of the game. His stat line will look like 32 points, five rebounds, eight assists, two steals, one block, 44% field goal shooting. I really do think Beal's going to have a good game. And yes, I don't think he's putting out his full energy because he might get traded. But he seems to always have close games against Tatum and the Celtics. He, he always seems to show up. And I saw that he is still fighting with that Raptors team. So I know that he is still, you know, playing good basketball. And I do think he will be the best player on the court today. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, view. View this podcast. Subscribe, follow, share, view over the Cool Sports Network. I'll put the link for the Cool Sports Network in the description below. Tell me who you think is going to win. Enjoy the game today. And, of course, as always, I'll see you next time. Peace.